the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Hello and welcome once again to this program called Church of the Week. You're listening to AM630 KSLR. I am Mark Longoria, Director of Ministry Development here at the radio station, and it is my pleasure to have you listening to our programs throughout the week as well as the weekend. And what we like to do during this segment of time, during the next half hour and every uh, every week during this time, uh, we like to feature a church in our local community. Uh, we have found that, <clears throat> excuse me, we found that many people within our, our community that, that are faithful listeners to this Christian and other Christian radio stations uh, don't actually have a home church. So we as a radio station decided we're going to come together and do something about it. And so uh, the idea here today in this program is to allow you to hear from a local pastor, hear what's going on in, uh, in his life, hear what's going on in his church, and give you an opportunity to go out there and uh, and uh, visit the church, get to know the pastor in person, and uh, see if that's where God would have you connect. Uh, but we want to make sure that everybody, as uh, faithful of a listener as you may be on the radio station, we want to make sure that you are connected to a local body of Christ, a local community church here in the San Antonio area or surrounding cities and towns. So um, here in the studio today, we have uh, Pastor Jimmy Robles. He is the uh, pastor over at Last Chance Ministries over on the west side. Pastor Jimmy, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me here this morning. Uh, pastor Jimmy, before we get into all the, the stuff that you guys are doing, which I know is a lot, uh, let's talk a little bit about you. Uh, uh, again, as you heard me say in the introduction, we want people to know who you are and what your church is all about. But why don't you give us a, a bit of your testimony and so people get to know who is Jimmy Robles. Okay. Well, I'm Pastor Jimmy Robles, like Mark Longoria said, and uh, um, I have a church out on the west side. And we, we've we been serving the community for the last six, seven years um, where God started me off in a vacant lot with nothing but gravel on Sarzamora and Poplar, um, deep down in the west side. And um, we were there for about three years just being faithful. You know, um, I love the scripture just um, just with all with God, all things are possible. Mm-hmm. And um, us being there in the Sosomora and Poplar was, you know, it was a, a dark area surrounded by, you know, prostitution and gangs and, and um, drugs and all kinds of stuff. But that's where God put us at. And uh, I remember with me and my wife just being there on a weekly basis, you know, three years in a row, day in and day out. If it was cold, raining, it didn't matter. We're just there to, to serve. We put started off by putting posters out there and saying, "If you need a hug, need a prayer, just simple. Mm-hmm. No microphone, no 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 wires, no nothing." Until an individual actually passed by and said, "You've been doing this for quite a while, and um, I want to bless you." And gave me a gift card to Home Depot and bought a bought a generator and some uh, some wires and got donated some speakers, and we decided to call it a plug-in. Mm-hmm. So what we do, we plug in. Um, the generator, and at exactly seven o'clock, we turn on the radio, the music, and and uh, feed the community, and it it turned out to something very, very beautiful. Ended up ended up doing uh, uh, feeding up the community 
started doing something like week before Thanksgiving. God put it in my heart to feed the community there, but also get them involved and not just give them a handout, but a hand up. And um, I know, remember the first year back in 2006 is we got maybe about 50 families out there to cook some turkeys and and cook some of the um, side dishes and stuff and just get the community involved. And that year, the first year, we served about 750 people out there in the on the wow. vacant lot. And you know, um, to this day, just last year, we 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 were able to shut down the streets with the help of city councilmen and and from from just the gravel. And God just blessed us to be able to feed over five thousand families this past uh, Thanksgiving. And wow! And um, just being there for the last three years, God blessed us with a building across the street, which used to be a Bell's Bond, mm-hmm. Bell's Bond with bulletproof windows and nasty, ugly. Yeah, didn't want to be there, Mark. <laughs> uh, I told God why. I was looking for a church with pews and ready to just yeah. go. And um, right in front of my face, vacant for eight years, never even put my eyes on there, never even thought twice. Mm-hmm. You know, getting 50, 60 people on on a Saturday for service asking, where's the church? And I, w- explaining to them, we are the church, and they couldn't understand. They needed a place to worship and somewhere where they can relate to. And and um, I looked up, and I saw that building, and I told, the, um, I told my wife, there's a building right across the street, but um, – it's, let's look at it. I called the landlord. She said she wanted fifteen hundred dollars. It was, <clears throat> it was, um, it was not worth fifteen hundred dollars. I told her, you know what? We're gonna go ahead and uh, just wait. A whole year passed by, and the same building got put in my face right there again. Mm-hmm. And I said, it's, it's it's growing, it's growing, and that's where I want you to be. And so I, you know, kind of like um, challenged myself, and I went up there, talked to the landlord, told her. Listen, if I can get this building for $750 a month, three months free, then I'll move in. And I know it's a God thing. Uh, but I left there knowing that it wasn't going to happen, thinking it wasn't going to happen. But, man, <laughs> she called me the next day, and she said, you know what? It's been vacant for years. I'll let you have it for 750 a month and three months free. And I was like, God, <laughs> my goodness, no. And God says, yes. And I asked God, why, why, why here? And he says, why not? And I told Jesus, you know, it needs a lot of work. You know what he told me, Mark? He told me, so do you. Mm-hmm. You need a lot of work, too. Yeah. We went in there by faith. Everyone looked at it. Everyone laughed. Everyone said, it's impossible. There's no way. How are you going to turn a bell's bond into a house of worship? But you know what, Mark? I'm so glad that I listened to God's voice and yeah. not men's voice because um, it was such a blessing to see people. One day I was at service, and I asked the individuals, how many people here used to report to this bell's bond? And half of the church raised their hand. Yeah, they're right. That's awesome. <laughs> and I said, isn't it a blessing that you were at one time on the other side of the bulletproof windows reporting to get out of jail, and now you're here wow. reporting to Jesus? Isn't that amazing? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is amazing. So, you know, just continue to be faithful. Even even if we had the church, even if we had the building, we didn't stop doing our outreach across the street, mm-hmm. just being faithful. Just one day crossing across the street with a microphone in my hand like I did every Saturday, and setting up the chairs, and regardless if we had the building, it was just always about being outside the four walls. An individual drove by and, and was giving away clothes and, and um, asked me, what, what was I doing? I said, well, we're, we're having an outreach called the plug-in. Come and join us. And uh, that individual said, you know, my pastor would love what you're doing, and uh, he needs to hear about this. And um, as a matter of fact, met the pastor the following day, and he said, I heard you're going doing some great things, and you have a card, you have a website, and uh, you have a camera, some pictures and stuff. And uh, at that time, I was like, brother, I don't, I don't know anything about websites. I don't have a website. I don't have no cameras. And, and I was one of those individuals that said, you know, uh, God knows what I'm doing. But uh, it came to a point where um, 
it needed to be out there. People needed to know what we're doing yeah. out there in the dark areas and and places where no one else would like to be. And and he told me, you, you I want to help you. I said, okay. So it turned out to be about three months later, had a luncheon for me at, at downtown in the restaurant. And and with, with that luncheon, my life completely changed mm-hmm. all around. You got to understand that when I gave my life to Christ, it was at a retreat in 2005. And at that retreat, you know, um, I don't know if I can say this, Mark, but at that retreat, my mind was so messed up, you know, being a cocaine drug dealer for 15 years, mm-hmm. I actually took cocaine, about a quarter ounce of cocaine in my luggage to that retreat. Wow. And my intentions were, you know, there's going to be 60 men there, and I'm not going to have no phone, no TV. Might as well make some money while I'm at this retreat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but let me tell you something, Mark. Um, it, was on a thurs- it was on a Thursday when I got there. They did the resurrection, you know, Station of the Cross. People were were crying and breaking right there and then. Uh, couldn't understand why these people were crying. Um, Friday came around. All I kept on thinking about was the cocaine that I had in my room. Mm. It was so so late, so early that I never had a chance to even get the cocaine. Mm. Uh, God knew what he was doing. At that time, I didn't know what was going on. But that Friday and that morning, they woke us up so early and took us to the, to the chapel. I remember they took us to the church. And when I walked into the church, you know, I sat way in the back, and there was a gentleman that walked in, looked like he was stumbling and stuff and I thought it was just something real and I um, looked like he was drunk there was five individuals in front of me wearing all black and as as one of them turned around he was wearing a white mask and it had a sign hanging over him and it said alcohol and the gentleman that I saw walking and stumbling was offered that alcohol and he, he accepted it and they put a sign over his neck the next person turned around and they had drugs and pornography and adultery and it went on and on and on and all this time, this gentleman was getting the signs hanging over his, his, his neck. And it got really, really heavy on him. And then he started going down to his knees. And these these demons, these, these individuals surrounded him, just hitting them and beating them and kicking them. And to the ground, that got my attention. And I was like, wow. I mean, I had no idea. Didn't know nothing about church. Didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I was just looking at this man. And he went to the ground, got my attention. I got up and I saw him. They were kicking him and stuff. And at that time, I felt like that was me. I was like, mm-hmm. God, like so, so much heaviness. A guy that would say, you, you know, a man shouldn't cry and, and so forth and so forth. And I was just so, you know, had my job and had a good family, thought I had it all. And yet I was so lost in drugs. And here that gentleman went to this ground and he, he cried out, Jesus. I remember when he cried out, Jesus. And a big bright light turned on and here comes Jesus and and when he cried out to Jesus, man, that's the first time I ever cried out to Jesus. Mm. I cried out to Jesus. I was crying like a baby. This is a man that doesn't cry. Um, and I was crying like a baby. Didn't know what happened. I know what happened now. At that time, I didn't know what was going on. I just knew something had happened in the inside of me. That You know what? I went to my room, Mark, and I opened my luggage, got the cocaine, and I flushed it down the toilet. Mm. And I'm talking about one one thing being saved and and another thing is being saved and being stuck. And, and I said, you know what, God, whatever, I don't know what you did, but I I want to just tell everybody about what you just did in wow. my life. Just that one moment. Mm-hmm. Didn't know no scriptures or anything. It didn't take long. Four months later, when I came out, my wife said, wow, that was a transformed man. Went to my house. It was difficult for the first two weeks, and people still kept on coming to my house and, and asking me if I still had some. And I told them no and and, and uh, had no shame, no shame. I just knew that God had done something great in my life. Mm. And I got rid of everything that I had at the house. Lost my friends, lost everything, and eight months went into my salvation mark. That 
I was pre- I, I started going and started doing a drama, and it, the drama was called The Second Chance. And with 44 cast members, it was an hour and a half long. And to this day, we've done 50 of those dramas just because of a little skit that I watched at that. Oh, at yeah. that uh, it really changed my life. Wow. But for the first eight months, being safe was not easy, Mark. It was very difficult because mm-hmm. uh, uh, I had a job. I was making good money. But I didn't have that drug money anymore. Mm-hmm. And living the life that I was living, went to eight months. My house was going up to foreclosure. Could not pay it no more. Uh, my wife at that time, she wasn't uh, quite there yet. And she w- she never did drugs herself. But she, that one time, the temptation used to money. She was like, well, you know, why don't we just go back just one time and yeah. and just we can make some money and pay the whole house. I go, I'm not going back. See, one thing is is when you give your life to Christ and when these barricades come and these, these all kinds of in- Things come your way mm-hmm. uh, is is saying put Jesus aside and say listen I got to take care of business I'm the man of the house I got to take care of my household yeah. how how can I be preaching the gospel and not have my household in mm-hmm. in order and all these things can run through your mind and sure. you put Jesus aside and you go do what you got to do but I said Jesus if you if you take this away from me and if you call me then you're gonna sustain me you're gonna you're gonna make a way for me mm-hmm. even if it doesn't seem no way I told my wife no we're not going back we're gonna hold on tight but we're losing our house. Doesn't matter. We got Jesus. That's all we need. I ain't going back. So here, the day before, we had to move out and stuff. I called this gentleman named Jason. He told me, he said he had a sign that says, "I buy houses." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Jason, I need you to come look at my house because I'm about to lose my house." He came in. He walked in. Didn't even take two steps in. He says, "I'll buy your house right now. I'll give you twenty five hundred dollars. Here, a hundred forty thousand dollar home to me. You know, I was, I've been there for seven, eight years and." And told me, I'll give you $2,500. He goes, and me and my wife followed him to the bank. I remember my wife crying. We followed him to the bank, either either that or go to foreclosure. Yeah. So we, we took the $2,500. And um, we moved out in a week, moved into my wife's grandma's house. Still working, still doing God's work. I can hear everybody talking. He calls himself a man of God. He's out there preaching the gospel in the, in the corners of the more unpopular. He's preaching to the prostitutes, to the heroin addicts, to the drug addicts, and he can't even provide a house for you. You mm. lost your house. You lost everything. And I, I could just hear that, and I just kept, I stayed busy, and I say, God, I mean, I just trust you, and I lean on you, and, and I don't know what you got in store for me, but, Lord, you know, I need you. Three months later, they called me from my same job, another company, saying, hey, we're doing a construction on an apartment complex, and we need you to be there, and we're going to give you a three-bedroom free apartment, and, you know, you can move your family there. Little did they know what I was going through. So to me, it was a blessing. We moved to that apartment, and we we moved there. We were there for about two and a half years. During those two and a half years, um, they repossessed my Yukon. They, I lost my truck. I just had a small little car, and it was very, very difficult, but... I remember when I would go to the every Saturday. This this is this is after I lost my house. I kept on preaching the gospel, going back to where I started in the vacant lot, and I would go there and I would tell people to keep on going when I didn't feel like keeping on going, telling them to get up when I didn't feel like getting up. How do you how do you find that that strength inside of you to continue to preach the gospel and tell the people to believe in God and have faith in God when you see everything around you physically? You know, just it's falling apart. Your world is falling apart into pieces. It's it's very difficult, Mark. But the thing is, this is where, uh, this is where, where it says you walk by faith and not by sight. Mm-hmm. When when you have nothing, when when you have nothing but Jesus, and you says, "Man, Lord, uh, it doesn't make sense." You know, what do you do when 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 things when church doesn't work, when nothing is working out? And I I, I learned myself to take my focus off myself and focus on someone else. 
and I'm not that bad. Mm-hmm. I got a job, lost everything, but I still have I still have God. And to be able to tell people that God will provide for you when he wasn't providing for me, that's very difficult. Yeah. And to tell people to keep on going when I didn't feel like keeping on going, I said, okay, God. You see, what, what happened is I learned that if you, uh, especially in the church that we're in right now, you know, these people feel like there's, there's no hope. They feel like they, there's no way out. Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad that God put me through what he put me through because I could tell them that if God made a way for me, that That's he right. can make a way for you. That's right. This, 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 it was part of his whole plan the whole time. He had it all planned out. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Um, I was preaching the gospel across the street, still in the vacant lot, gravel and everything, before I even got the building. And two and a half years later, that's when I got that building, um, when I told you that the that God opened the doors for me. Mm-hmm. And I signed the lease. And when I signed the lease, the next day they called me to the office and told me, Jimmy, we're going to have to let you go from work. You know, you got three days to move out. And I know oh. this. I, I worked in the apartment business for 18 years. When they tell you to move out, you got three days. Yeah. Coming to my wife, telling her, after everything that had happened, telling her one thing after another, one thing after another. We just signed a lease, and oh. now we're. I said, like, "How am I going to pay seven fifty? I was thinking about Thanksgiving, and God says, "Don't even worry about this Thanksgiving. I'm going to set you up for the next ten Thanksgivings. You wow. just trust me. Yeah. I'm going to do something for you." And I, nobody would understand. And I, I, I came home and told my wife, "We got to move out." What? Because I lost my job. Here we go again. We moved into my mother-in-law's house. Where are we going to go now? I had my family back and forth everywhere. Uh, a man that thought he had it all together, losing everything, felt like Job. <laughs> mm. We moved into my mother-in-law's house, smaller than a eight by ten room, on the floor. Uh, with, I have a family of five, so my my three children on the floor, my wife on the little air mattress. And when I got the building, I had no choice but to stay at the church. I didn't want to hear anyone. I, I would hear. It. That's when people really started talking. Now you lost your job, your car, mm. I don't know, all kinds of stuff. And I would stay at the church till one or two in the morning, and and I would put a sign outside. So if you need coffee, you need prayer, man, I'm the one that needed the coffee. I'm the yeah. one that needed the prayer. But I was like, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give. Yeah. You know, one one thing is, uh, being I always say I would rather be a world class Christian than a worldly Christian. Mm-hmm. A worldly Christian is just me, me, me. Right. And a world class Christian thinks about everyone else. That's good. I said, God, I don't know why I lost my job, but I just signed the lease, and how am I gonna pay it? And God says, Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And let me tell you something, Mark. I lived with my mother-in-law for four months, and I was in the I was in the church, looking at the bulletproof windows, looking at the floors all messed up. Um, everyone said it's impossible. Everyone said it's no good. Why are you doing there? Da 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 da. All kinds of stuff. And I kept on hearing God's voice: just just be still, you know, be anxious for nothing. Trust in me. Don't lean on your own understanding. Lean on me. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody could hear the voice, and I can hear God's voice clearly. Four months later, I get a phone call. Check this out. Four months later, I get a phone call, and it's my wife, and she tells me, there's a guy named Jason that wants to talk to you. I said, okay, what's going on? And he goes, he says that he has something for us. He goes, tell him to call me to the church. So I'm sitting there in dark. There was no, we have really didn't have no electricity in there. And it, it was the wire was, I mean, you understand, this is a Bellsbond, 107-year-old building. Hey, you know, there was like one light hanging, and I was still having service. And, <laughs> and we had a packed house, man. Even with just one light, I was like, oh, God. I, and... You know, we're just there, and and Jason calls me. I go, what's going on? Jason goes, I don't know if you remember me. I go, no, sir. He goes, I'm the one that bought your house uh, two and a half years ago. Yeah, two and a half years ago. Wow. I go, yeah, I remember you. I didn't want to tell him. I'm sleeping on the floor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just say, yeah, I remember you, Jason. What's going on, brother? He said, hey, your house is a monster, man. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, I can't sell it. I can't rent it. 
I go, okay. He goes, I, I never told you this, but I never put the, the house under my name. He goes, for the last two years, I've been paying your house mortgage on time. Matter of fact, it looks really good on your credit. For two and a half years, I don't know why. I just haven't put it in my name. <laughs> I, I was kind of, I, I was like, in the background, I was like, okay, what are you, what are you trying to say? He goes, your, the next month payment is due. He goes, and, and uh, I don't want to know this if you want your house back. I said, wow. what in the world? If you want your house, if I want my house back, he goes, yeah. He goes, I, I don't have no money to give you. You know, he didn't know I had just lost my job. Yeah. He said, I, I don't want no money. I don't want nothing. I just want to give you the keys. And, wow. and And I said, okay, well, maybe tomorrow. He goes, no, today. I need you to meet me at the UPS, and we're going to do the uh, Notary Public. We're going to do the paperwork. We're going to transfer it, give you the keys back. And, and um, Mark, who in a million years would have ever thought that <laughs> me losing my house in foreclosure wow. give, for $2,500? Here, two and a half years, three years later, I get a phone call from the same guy that I mm-hmm. bought, bought my house, and he's telling me, I want you to, I want to give you your keys back. Yeah. I, 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 I handed up the phone. I was crying like a baby. I was saying, thank you, Jesus. It was a rough ride. Yeah. And I called my wife, and I told her, we're, we're moving back to our house. And she's like, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, get the kids ready. We're going to go pick up the keys. I didn't believe it. I, I met the guy, you know, um, I met the guy, uh, Jason, at the UPS, and I was telling him, brother, you're such a blessing. You just sold a good seed, and he, he didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, whatever. <laughs> just, whatever. I just lost wow, a lot of money. That's what man. he said. That's amazing. I go, my brother, he goes, thank you so much. And I didn't believe it until I drove home. We we got the keys, and we opened the door, and I was like, oh, my goodness, we're back in our own house. And I told my wife, you, you see what I mean? God had to strip us naked, man, yeah. from every single thing. Wow. And that's why I always tell people, man, you got to go without so you can come back and get what, what God's so going to awesome. give you. Yeah. And you got to go all the way down, Mark, yeah. so you come all the way up. But not everyone can do it. Mm. I mean, a lot of people call themselves men and women of God, but when trials and tribulations come, would you really be stand still and trust God mm. when it doesn't make sense, when you're losing right. everything? Man, some people lose their jobs, and they 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 start focusing on their situations and stuff, mm-hmm. and, and they start focusing on, well, this is falling apart, and this is falling apart. That's when I said you got to check yourself. Yeah. you got to check yourself and see if you're really trusting God because yeah. let me tell you something. Everybody can say whatever they want to say, but God has been so faithful. And back to when I said when I was crossing the street with a microphone and that pastor said, I'm going to have a luncheon for you downtown. You know, a group of businessmen came in, and to make a long story short, one of the businessmen there, you know, once I got the building here and paying the building, uh, so somewhat unpopular, the Bells Bond, he said, uh, the Lord put in my heart to bless you with $100,000. Wow. $100,000. I was like, oh, my goodness. He goes, what do you want to use it for? He goes, I want to buy this church where I'm at right now. So thank God, September 19th last year, we bought the church. We were only there for two years. And we bought the church. It belongs to us now. And um, three weeks later, um, we, we just couldn't fit in that church anymore. Three weeks later. Um, three weeks. Three weeks later. Wow. <laughs> my, my, my mother calls me because there's a building for sale here on Sarsamona and Brady. It used to be the old food stamps office. 34,000 square feet. And and. And it's a bells bond. I mean, it, it, it's a it's a food stamps office, and right next door is a attorney general's office. And called my friend, and told him that there was a building, and sure enough, we 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 got that building under uh, um, on what do you call it when you uh, auction? Oh, on yeah. an auction. On an auction. So now we're now we're sitting on now we're sitting on on a thirty four thousand square feet building, a beautiful building, and um, God just blessed us from. The gravel, being faithful with the gravel, yeah. to a Bell's Bond, to a 34,000-square-foot building. We're located on 404 Brady Boulevard, 
it's uh, it's the old food stamps office. Ten thousand square feet next door is the attorney general's office. Mm. We're doing some amazing things. God is allowing us to do. We continue to do outreach on the corner of the street of uh, Brady and, and the corner of the the vacant lots. Mm-hmm. We don't stop doing that. We don't want to forget where we came from. Right. Uh, but we're opening up a boxing gym there. It opens August the sixth, and we have already uh, lots of individuals that have signed up. We're confessing it that we're getting a. Um, we're going to get a world champion out of the West Side there. Amen. There you go. Amen. Uh, training for the Junior Olympics coming up in 2016. And, and uh, we have a lot of opportunities in the West Side. It's called Hope for the West Side, Last Chance Ministries. Not that we're the hope, but God is hope. That's right. Amen. Right. So uh, I just want to thank you for allowing me to be here and thank God for allowing me to be here because with, without him, you know, we can do nothing, Mark. That's right. But with him, we can do all things. And, and I know that all these stories in the Bible sounds great. Uh, but if you if it it don't mean nothing to you unless you're going through it yourself. Yeah. And um, if David can take out that big old giant, if you're facing a giant, you can take him out too. Yeah. Those three little Hebrew boys can go in the fire without being burned. Yeah. If you feel like you're going through the fire, if God can take them out, God can take you out. Yes. So if God can make it for me when I used to stand in line to get food stamps at the same place, now we own the food stamps office, then you can do it too. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Wow, man. What an amazing story. And it's really just a, a story that has been condensed to fit this uh, this segment of time in this program because I've, I've, I've had the pleasure and the honor to sit down with Pastor Jimmy in his office and go through a couple of hours worth of uh, the extended version of what God has done in his life. Uh, if you guys could just get a sneak peek of the things that Last Chance Ministries is doing, Hope for the West Side, uh, you know, and, and I know it's called Hope for the website, West Side, but there are so many different people whose lives are being affected. Even the people that sit on the board, their lives are being affected because of what you guys are doing over in the West Side. And they don't even live there. They're not even part of that. <laughs> yes, you know? So you're affecting lives all over the place, not just in one segment of the community. So what I want to do is take this last minute and invite uh, all of our listeners here on KSLR. Get uh, get a hold of Last Chance Ministries. Get a hold of Pastor Jimmy Robles. Uh, I want you to call him. I want you to attend his church. I want you to find out all of the stuff that they're doing because we've run out of time. We've got about a minute left, and uh, we haven't even gone into a, 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 a snit bit of of the things that uh, they're doing as a ministry with uh, uh, with the baseball league. The back-to-school event. The back-to-school bash. August the 4th. August 4th, that's right, a uh, back-to-school event. If if you want to be a part of that and volunteer and help out August 4th, um, that's going to be from 5 to 9 p.m. Uh, you can call them for more information. There's a lot of stuff that's going on. They do tons and tons of outreach during throughout the year. So give them a call. Uh, Pastor Jimmy Robles, or you can ask for someone there that can give you information. Number is 210-227-4451. Their address is 404 Brady Boulevard in San Antonio. Again, the phone number is 210-227-4451. Call them, get all the information, get online. Uh, You can check out their website at uh, last-chance-ministries.org. It's lastchanceministries.org, but with hyphens in between, last-chance-ministries.org. Find out more information about them. Get plugged in. Be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ uh, there with Pastor Jimmy and the rest of his staff. Pastor, it was a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Mark. God bless you and everything you guys are doing out there at Last Chance Ministries and Hope for the West Side. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. 
We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.